This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Recording in progress. Recording in progress. Recording in progress. Uh, Should we talk about the World Cup, Maze? I think we should. It seems appropriate. I think we should. I'm, I'm, I'm so into it now. I don't really know what to do with myself. I'm, I'm absolutely loving your transformation. It's, it's huge. So, it's so lovely to see. Obviously, we're doing this with uh, tomorrow looming over us. I'm aware of in a how big way. much you struggled. Yes, yes. You, str- you struggled to get to sleep before the Nigeria game. Have you got any tips uh, have you been looking at how, how you're going to sleep tonight? I'm going to do that thing where you count down from 100. Oh, oh, is that meant to help? Yeah, Maisie, tell the listeners what you do when you can't sleep. You told me this once and I thought it was hilarious. So, like, I um, I go through the alphabet uh, and I pick a category um, and I have to name something. So sometimes it might be like uh, <laughs> countries or animals or what else have I done it with? High street stores before I've done that. Anthropology, right, okay. Bershka, Calvin Klein, Dysigwell? Shoes. Exactly, exactly. You get it. So maybe maybe do that with the Women's World Cup. You can just name anything with the Women's World Cup. Australia, Beth Mead's absence, <laughs> Chloe Kelly. Yeah? Yeah, okay. All right, I'll try, try that. Because sometimes, weirdly, when I can't sleep, rather than thinking of that, I think, what would Maisie be thinking if she couldn't <laughs> sleep? <laughs> Welcome to Big Kick Energy. With Pacey and Goosey. Yeah, that's definitely cooler. It's Nicknames definitely we've cooler. given ourselves. Yeah, nothing cooler than that. I love it. I love it. Um, so are you excited about tomorrow or are you feeling nervous and apprehensive? A bit, of, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Oh, okay. 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 How are you feeling? Because I sort of mirror myself on you because you I know more than a me. Bit, a, a, bit of, um, a bit of column B-er. I don't get it. Because we're playing Columbia. Columbia. Oh, yeah, okay. Just have to play on words. It's quite clever. It's sort of are we going to say clever? Two levels. Does it? Well. What okay. levels are they? Wow. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're right. Okay. Columbia is good. Columbia. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's great. Good. It's really good. It's good Linda's stuff. Lovely Feet is going to be making an appearance. Yep, can't wait to see that. Um, I'm feeling excited for this, Suze. I am. Listen, I don't want to sound like I'm underestimating Colombia, but... Because we know what uh, happened last time know, we did that. Exactly, exactly. It's not good. But uh, I'm feeling excited. We should mention um, how we got here. Colombia knocked out. Oh, the reggae girls, they're out. Yeah, they're they went out. home. Colombia uh, knocked them out in the uh, round of 16, beating them 1-0. Devastated for the reggae girls uh, and also devastated for Morocco, who were 
quite frankly, thrashed by uh, France in their round of 16, weren't they? 4 nil. Yeah, they were. But I think it's worth pointing out how well Morocco did to get to the final 16. I think no one was expecting that. No. Day no, one no, no, of the, the tournament. And, and, yeah, absolutely. We did, in our family, we did like a, a sweepstake where you got given a team from the top half of the rankings, a team from the bottom half. And uh, my cousin Lucy's boyfriend, Sam, I, d- I don't know why you needed to know how he's related. No, I'd want to though. Den- he got Denmark and Morocco and Morocco got him further. Yeah, you know? that's a surprise. We're now talking about the top ranked teams. We should actually discuss the fact that as of half past 10 this morning, a lot of the, yes. the people that we thought would be through are now out. It's, 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 not, the, it's, it's not the tournament you would have predicted. No, I heard um, your friend of mine, Gabby Logan, I've say met her. a really She's good. Lovely. Uh, yeah, we get it. You've met Gabby Logan. I don't know anybody that mentions so often that they've met <laughs> Gabby Logan as you, Susie Ruffle. No, you. How often you mention that Jill Scott once messaged you? Yeah, that is true. That's fair. That's fair. She said uh, after the Sweden Japan game that this now means that the winner of this World Cup, Suze, will be somebody who's never won it before. This is the first time we're going to get a World Cup with a new winner. USA have gone, Germany have gone, and now Japan have gone. So it really is this point of transition for women's football. Like the the entire game is in this new era, it feels. And that feels so exciting. It's really exciting. It's boring when it's dominated by one person all the time, isn't it? Or does one it feel team. like, like that with club football as well? Like when it's the same people all the time, or does it change enough? Because I've now been doing my research into the WSL. Well, yeah. I wanted people to get in touch with me and suggest a team for me to support. And it's quite surprising because the teams that you've heard of in the men's game aren't... It's not necessarily yeah. the same teams. Obviously, you've got your Arsenal, you've got your Man City, you've got your Man United. You've got a lot of those big ones. But there are teams in the Women's Super League that are... The, yeah, the, the men like Reading. Yes, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's mad, yeah. And then like in the Championship, you've got teams like Lewis who are playing in the same ones as like Crystal Palace like yeah. it's quite it's quite it's quite mixed up isn't it um which is all the more interesting i think so, I think um, so have too. you just, have you picked a team then to go forward into the new season well i'm thinking about i'm thinking a lot about brighton just because we're here and i want it to be a team that i can go and actually watch and support yeah yeah and i think what, as in, so brighton and hove albion yes brighton and hove yeah women's yeah seagulls Oh, they yeah, are the seagulls, that's aren't they? good. But I think we've spoken quite a lot about Lewis and how brilliant they are and how they have pay parity and what a brilliant uh, atmosphere it is at their ground. So I think we'd, I think I definitely am going to go and support them as well. I can have a couple of teams, can't I? Yeah, I think so. I think you can be Brighton and Lewis. I think that's fair. I think, I think, that's, think fair. that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to the World Cup. We'll get, we'll get back to the World Cup. Yes, I think it's also worth mentioning Morocco's presence in the World Cup was also important because they they broke a lot of barriers with mm-hmm. that squad, you know, yes. in terms of what they've done to be there. We've spoken, I think, about uh, Nahela Benzina um, creating history by becoming the first player to uh, participate in a World Cup wearing a, an Islamic headscarf. And that had an effect because for the first time in the franchise's history... FIFA 23, the video game, has updated her player model so that she's wearing a hijab. Like, I, that's huge. I love that so much. I don't know if you saw it online. There was They were sharing one of these now many accounts about women's football that you encouraged me to follow that I'm now addicted to following. Um, yeah. Shared pictures of young girls in headscarves standing next to the TV screen holding their, their console. Um, yeah. And I... 
I mean, it just made me smile from ear to ear. I thought it's unimaginable, I think, a lot of the time for certainly, and this isn't me having a pop at them, but certainly for like, you know, white guys are into football. It's unimaginable for them not to feel represented because yes. you can go, yeah, yeah. oh, I am aware of a football player that's on my team that has a similar life to me, that had a similar upbringing to me, that went to a similar school as mine. You know, it's so it's so easy to relate to people that have got yeah. sort of a similar background, heritage, life story to yours. And for that to happen the first time and to actually see it. I mean, I've spoken yeah. about how it is to have so many out football players. But, you know, for, for that to have been the first for Nahila Benzina to to be the first person to do that and to change the not just the game but the 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 video game that goes alongside it, it we, we can't yeah, move forward yeah. without just mentioning that Morocco are going home but what an impact they've had huge impact and and you're right it has an effect sort of outwardly and inwardly because mm. you know these positive representations they sort of they reduce stereotypes but also as you say for the people seeing it it increases the the self esteem of mm-hmm. of uh, people who don't often see themselves represented. And that's that's hugely important, especially for young people. Yes. It's that thing that you've said before, if you can't see it, how can you ever expect to be it? Yes, exactly. Um, that was a coin termed by a woman very high up in STEM about not about, about young girls not seeing female scientists. Right. And like her, her sort of mission was that young girls in schools could know that female scientists exist. Because so once they've seen it, well, that's who it's attributed to. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. It works in in so many in so many ways across marginalised communities. You're absolutely right. That's amazing. And of course, Michelle Alozi from the Nigeria team. Um, I didn't realise this until the England game, the uh, that very stressful England game mm-hmm. against Nigeria, where they mentioned that Alozi she's working as a paediatric cancer research technician alongside being stamped by Lauren James. Like she's not got enough going on. <laughs> I mean, what, how, cancer. how inspiring to be like, imagine that I'm, I've just got a nip off. Can I take my three weeks together? Yeah. For my, Can I get uh, for three my weeks annual leave from my incredibly demanding job as a paediatric cancer technician? It's just that I've got a women's world cup to, uh, to no, 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 not watching. I'm, I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned the Lauren James thing. I think it is worth noting that there was a lovely little thing that happened on social oh, media. Oh, it was nice. Wasn't it? Yeah. Where yeah. Lauren sort of, uh, you know, she, she, she was a big girl about it. She put her hands up. She knew that she had done wrong. As we mentioned in the previous episode, you know, no one was going to feel worse about it than Lauren. And I'm calling her Lauren like we know each other. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Lauren's going to feel terrible about this. But, you know, she knows that she uh, that she made a huge mistake. And she tweeted about it saying, you know, how, how regretful she was and how ashamed she was. And Alozi came back saying, it's okay. We all feel a lot of things on the football pitch. Please don't worry about yeah. it. The game's over. All is forgiven. Let's just, you know, continue. And it was very sweet. It was really sweet. It was really sweet. And it uh, really took the bite out of that whole thing, I think. It did. It did. They were both very good statements. Um, the, the official one from the Lionesses um, was lovely, but it did, it did make us laugh, didn't it? It did Suze? make us laugh, yeah. It did make us laugh because it started with, um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but it just says, Lauren is really sorry for her actions, which led to the red card and is full of remorse. It is wholly out of character. Uh, for her, which 
I don't know. It's just something about the beginning of the, the, the sentence. Lauren is really sorry for her actions. It's very a note from your parents after you were given a detention and now yes. you might miss the school trip. Yes, you know? yes, yeah. But Maisie has been working really, really hard and we know that she's too chatty in class, but it does come from a good place. But we've had a really big talk about it at home. She knows that she was in the wrong and she won't do it again. Please let her go skiing with the school. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Bless her. Well, we now know uh, as well with Lauren James, it's a two-match ban, Suze. Yeah. So we knew we knew we wouldn't have her for Colombia, but we also now, if we do beat Colombia, we won't have her for that semi either. So if she plays again in this World Cup, it means we've got to the finals. Yes. Yeah, so there's a chance Lauren James's tournament isn't over, but uh, there's a whole lot of work to be done until then. So it's not the worst-case scenario, but it's it's still not, not it's best. still not ideal. Should we talk about the game we've just watched? Yes, Japan versus Sweden. Sweden love a goal line technology drama. Yes, they? they really do. They they love doing that Hawkeye. I wonder if they've they just got really it. into Wimbledon. <laughs> They've just still got Wimbledon fever. But they were, yeah, so obviously they had goal line technology decide their win over the USA in those penalties. Mm-hmm. And then playing Japan just now, Japan had this goal that sort of went, it was from a, fr- a free kick and it goes onto the crossbar, drops down, bounces, hits the goalie in her back, which I reckon as a goalie, you go, you, you feel that and you go, oh, balls. Yeah, quite literally, then, yep. Yeah, and then the goalie's turned around and the ball hasn't bounced off her back into the net. It's just gone onto the actual line and then it's gone to the away. side. The gravitational laws were on Sweden's side. Yes, I don't they know really how were. they got I, away with it. I really felt for the Japanese team then. I thought that I is did. gutting. I mean, uh, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's safe to say that Sweden dominated. Yeah, they were fantastic. I can imagine you were saying lovely feet a lot of the time. Lovely feat for Sweden. Very yeah, lovely, lovely feat. feat. But I was surprised because Japan had been someone that we had spoken about being, you know, someone to watch out for. Quite relieved that we weren't meeting them in yeah. the quarters. I was convinced that this result was going to be Japan uh, going through. Uh, I, I, I knew Spain and the Netherlands would be tight mm-hmm. and no disrespect to Sweden, but I thought, you know, they 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 were not great against the USA and USA were a bit sort of... They were a bit Nigerian, you know. They were, yeah, they, they, totally. were, they were really good, but but they didn't come out as the winner. Um, and it was really unfair that it went down to penalties and, and, and ended like that. Japan, Japan, I thought would be through. Um, they had a they had a penalty in yeah. this one, and uh, again, it wasn't necessarily. Yeah, it wasn't a bad penalty, but it, it hit the crossbar, bounced, and whereas I reckon fifty percent of the time it would bounce back in, it bounced. Out. I think Japan were just super unlucky. And they seemed, and again, we all know, you know, I'm new to football, so sometimes I might be wrong. But is it is it fair to say, I thought the team looked a bit tired. Yeah, they did. You I know, thought, you're right, Susie. they I did. I thought Sweden looked really together. They looked cohesive yeah. as a team. Yes. There, were, there yeah. was a lot of sort of, they were moving together, whereas Japan, it felt like there were just balls that were just sloppy by like... <laughs> Yeah. You know, they were a foot out, you know, in passing, yeah. which just meant that because Sweden seemed to have, technically they felt like they were really together, they just had yeah. so much more possession. 
Yeah, really, really bang on that. Bang on. Um, look at you. You can get a job at punditry now. Oh, no, yeah. it's so exciting. Watch out, Alex Scott. Don't watch out, you're brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> watch out because I'm trying to befriend you. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, you're right. They looked they looked tired and also they could get it down the field and then there were so many times we were shouting, go on, shoot, shoot, and they'd be trying to do one more pass and you're like... Are you aware that it's it's 2-1 and you've got nine minutes left? Have a whack. Have isn't, a whack. Isn't that interesting, though? Because I feel like so often in in other games, including yeah. sometimes the men's games, there'll, there'll be people saying things like, oh, if they, if they weren't trying to be the hero here, if they didn't keep trying to get the goal, if they'd just yeah. passed it to someone with a bit more room... They yeah. might, it's quite interesting, isn't it? The, the women are like, no, no, you try. No, you try. No, please. No, please, you must. You simply must. No, please, I've had a go. No, 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 I've had a go and I've messed it up so many times. Now you must have a no, go. No, no, go on, go on, have a go. Whereas, uh, yeah, other times in football, you watch it and someone's going, I must score, it must be me, I want to win. It was me. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can I talk about something just quickly before we move on? Of course. Which I think is like, a, I mentioned before uh, how I'm following all these accounts on social media now and I'm watching lots of interviews with, you know, Leah Williamson and uh, who I know isn't playing, but there's lots of, um, and there's stuff with Mary Earps and different people, different sort of uh, legends, lioness yeah. legends uh, of conversations yeah. that, that obviously happened prior to the World Cup that they're sort of sharing in, in, in bits and bobs. And look, I knew there were men that were angry about women's right. football. But, crikey O'Reilly, people are so, no, some men, not all men, there are, there are loads of men underneath the game, this is brilliant, I love it, I've been taking my daughter, or I've never been into the game like this before, I'm loving it, I'm going to go and see my team's female side as well. So I want to be very clear here, I know there are loads of brilliant blokes that love football that are totally behind the girls as well. But some men are so cross about, about so it being angry. on the telly. Yeah, yeah. It's mad, isn't it? It really is. It really yeah. is. And I had someone DM me saying, you don't know anything about football. And I was like, that's the point of this podcast. That's the point like, of the show. It's, I, I'm not trying to pretend that I do. But it's so, it's obviously someone that hasn't listened to the podcast. So, Thank God. You know, we don't want you there. But I thought it's it's something that we've experienced sort of not so much these days, but certainly when I started stand-up and maybe in the first couple of years for you, when you would just occasionally get that question from a bad journalist, which would be... What's do it you like think being a woman, woman in, comedy? in comedy? Yeah, or, yeah. Like, you know, because I don't know what it's like being a man in comedy, so I've only really got my experience to go from. But but also going, oh, do you know, do you think women can be as funny as men? Oh, my God, yeah. And it's so... Yeah. It's so exhausting. And, you know, people, the, 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 the football's just not as good. It's not as good. It's not this, it's not that. And you just go, if you don't like it, just don't watch it. I don't know. I was just sort of interested in, in your take on all that, Maisie, because obviously you're someone that does stuff for the men's game as well. And mm. is it just sort of a cacophony of shouting at times when you're just trying to have an opinion on something that you own as much as them? Yeah, I think I've definitely noticed it when we talk about the women's game, the positiveness of that yeah like right the, the the openness of going anybody can come and sit at this table and talk about it whether you uh are a player a fan a newbie like whatever look at the emails we get in for this podcast series like yeah. it's people of all sorts of ties to football mm -hmm. or no tie to football and they feel that they can listen and enjoy and talk about football and in the men's game it's such a it's like a private members club. Like you have to, 
prove that you are worthy to be part of that conversation, which yeah. is ridiculous because it's the conversation is about 11 people on a pitch kicking a ball around. Like it's not rocket science. It's, it's, and it's also, not, it's not a test that you need to pass. It's something mm. that you just enjoy. And everybody has their own reasons for liking football. Sometimes it's a family thing. Sometimes it's a, a switch off from your, from your job. Like it doesn't matter why you're into football. Just if you're into football, you should be able to be into football. Yeah. And I do I do this podcast with you, Suze, and the emails we get are always so lovely and intriguing and interesting and kind. And then I do one that is just about the um, transfer gossip, the yeah. transfer like window and who might be moving where and in the sorry, men's And when we talk about game. the transfer window, just, yeah. just briefly, is that a couple of weeks where people are sort of buying and selling people? Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's like a, you have one in the um, summer, which is what we're in now, and then you have one in January. Um, and any buying and selling and swapping has to go on in that. And people can and go on I loan a, as well, can't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And so so we, I do a podcast where we chat about what might or might not be happening. The right? rumours. So it's not even, the it's not even, yeah, it's not even saying this is definitely going to happen. It's in the title. It's Transfer Gossip Daily, where I say in the intro to everyone, giving you the latest rumours uh, yeah. on what's happening. And I have to mute it on Twitter, Sue. Really? It's just, yeah, because oh, it's just man, blokes so correcting me. <laughs> it's just blokes correcting me going, he's not going there. He might, Well, actually, he's had an offer from me. And you go, yeah, if you listen to the podcast, we, we talk about that he's also had other, other offers, so he might not. That's sort of the point of what we're talking about. But it happens because um, I get people going, you shouldn't be talking about it. Uh, about the men's game because you're a woman and then I get you shouldn't be talking about football because you're a comedian um, so it's, it's I wonder how much Badil and Skinner got that <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it, but it's because it's conceivable to them that Badil and Skinner could be a football fan there's a there's a Facebook group Suze for comedians who want to talk about football right and a few years ago it must have been maybe the last World Cup and I was quite new to, to comedy and I got added into this group because I was interested in football of all types and all leagues. And some of the chat that was happening between male comedians about the women, it was just purely about how they look on the pitch, like as like what what they look like. And then just, just the words that were used around them. And I sort of, I remember like writing a response to a, this male comic who I've never actually met on the circuit, but he was just, the way he was talking about these women as if, like they were just objects running around on a pitch and sort of was like, can we speak about these players, how, how we all do want, like the blokes? And it was like, oh, you know, y these young comedians, they're so sensitive, oh, you know. Yeah, of course, we're always Can't sensitive. say anything these days. And you're like, no, you, you absolutely can say lots of things. Just maybe give a little respect to people who... Are doing oh, their job. class athletes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I love it's, that you can't yeah, it's, say anything it's, anymore. It's like, no, we've never liked you saying any of these things. <laughs> yeah, it's just that now we tell you when, no, when we don't now, like it. No, now we're allowed to tell you. You were talking about the emails we received. Should we share a couple? Oh, yes, let's. Um, okay. Okay. Here we go. We've got oh, one here. There's, there's one with our names. There's one with our names. Well, they, they've got they, our they names, They say our names. Right. I like it. Um, they say, hey, Goosey and Pacey. Hey, hey. Hello. Love the podcast. During the Euros, I heard a Serena chant and Ooh. I don't think it ever went mainstream. <gasps> yes, Huge. we love a chant. Since hearing your daily and herbs chant, maybe you'd like to hear a Serena one. Yes, yes. please. So uh, this is from Caitlin. It goes... 
Okay, it's it's to um it's to Dancing on the Ceiling by Lionel yeah. Richie. So it goes. Oh, what a feeling when you've got Serena Vigman. Oh, oh, I like it. Really good. Thank you, Caitlin. That's good. What a feeling when you've got, got Serena, Serena Vigman. Yeah, love that. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Thank add, you, Caitlin. Add it to the playlist. Add it to the playlist. <laughs> And it's worth noting how many emails we've had saying how much the World Cup has inspired them to get back in the women's football, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. We've got we've got one here um, from Sarah. Oh yeah, share that uh, one. Again, share that it, one. It, yeah, because I, I do think it's worth saying it. Like the World Cup, this is the power platforming a, a women's World Cup has. Right. This is from Sarah. I think this is the summer of women with the Barbie movie, yes. Little Mermaid, yes. Women's Football World yes. Cup and the Netball World Cup. Yes. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, I love, love, love your podcast. Thank you, Sarah. I did not care at all about football before, but watching Ted Lasso made me think that maybe I would enjoy it. But I've worked in a West Ham pub before and the people I served made me feel like football was not meant for me as a woman or a black woman. I chose to watch the Women's World Cup this year and I made a chart with highlighters and felt tips that all of my friends have made fun of me for, even though I didn't know what was going on. Listen, I love I love a highlighter. I love that. I love that. Yes. Get Good the stationery out. I realised that if you choose to care, it's amazing how quickly you start to care. And then I found you guys and felt like Susie went on the same journey as me. I cried when the lionesses comforted the Nigeria keeper and I really didn't understand what happened to me, but I think <laughs> I like it. Keep up the fun and know that I've been chanting Mary Earps, Earps, Earps all morning. Oh, that is the loveliest email. Thank you so much, Sarah. Yeah, like, that one. Oh, Really gets you in the feels, doesn't it? It does. It really, really does. I think there's so many people who are clearly like sharing your experiences mm. of, of of getting into it and feeling like, oh, actually, this is something for me. And hopefully um, that's a, a, going to be a great thing moving forward with the WSL. But, yes. you know, yeah. we've spoken about it before, how much more affordable it is. Yeah. You yeah. know, f- following the women's game and can be an event for sort of the whole family, which is such a nice I did, thing. Um, I did look into, Susie, a few um, matches at Lewis to see if we could take you. Yeah. And you can you can get an adult ticket there for £13 for a match. I mean, that's so brilliant, isn't it? That's like the same as the cinema. Yes. Like, don't go see Oppenheimer, go and see Lewis FC. Yeah, what was your review of Oppenheimer, Maisie? Uh, uh, three hours of blokes mumbling in fedoras. <laughs> It's great to have it's Mark a no from me. Um, it's, it's a no from me. Should we talk about the quarterfinals? I guess first up, Australia are going to play France, right? Matildas uh, versus Le Bleu. Le Bleu. Le Bleu. Uh, the Matildas are looking to make history by progressing beyond the quarterfinals for the first time. They're looking what, good. What a tournament to do it. Host yeah. nation. Uh, obviously, that would be um, the stuff of of movies. Movies better than and you want them to, don't you? You want them to a hundred percent. It almost, I think, especially because of that lack of Sam Kerr, it feels like it feels a shame for the Australian national team to be the host nation, one of the host nations, uh, in the form of their life with this star player who's done so much to platform the women's game over there. And then really, she just sort of, so far, she came on as a second half substitute against Denmark in that game. But she needs to, you'd think she'd be wanting to be 
a prominent part of this world yeah, cup yeah you right? would they are saying that she's back on 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 top of her fitness and she's ready oh, to go aren't they they, they? they are saying, saying that, that but, but they've said that since they dark exactly but will she start exactly. will she start i mean i really I want know. australia to go through I really do. You? do. You, would yeah. you would you root for them over France then? Just because I think it's a a magical story for the game for pe- you know people in Australia. I think they've they've yeah. put on a great World Cup. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. France also have only got as far as the quarterfinals in each of their past two World Cups, right? And they're unbeaten so far, Sue. So they're looking pretty formidable. <laughs> Remember, they beat Brazil. Yes. Um, and then, and they then of course they're, they're, they're coming off. Yeah, they're coming off the back of a four nil thrashing. So it'll it'll be interesting to see. They've met previously. They met um, uh, back in July, as recently as then, in a pre-tournament uh. friendly, and Oz came out on top. They beat they beat France one nil. So, but of course that was with Sam Kerr. You know the pre-tournament friendlies. Is that do they do that to just sort of? Is that like a warm up? Is it like a dress rehearsal? Just to have so, a, yes. Oh my god, you're so stagey. But is it like just to literally stretch their legs and have a run around and just have a go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it is a dress rehearsal. Yeah, sort of get used to. We're that doing the tech. Atmosphere. The lights are off. <laughs> Everyone, go off. Let's start again. Let's have it from the second half of the first chorus. Five, six, seven, eight. Ball to Sam Kerr. Oh my no? gosh. No, no, not the one? No, no, no. Um, I know that you're already into musical theatre because when we were driving through Morocco... <laughs> oh, no, don't tell people pl- this. <laughs> we, were, we were plugging each other's phones in to have, um, you know, just to have some music whilst we were doing 12 hours of driving a day and Maisie just plugged her phone in and obviously what blasted out was the last <laughs> thing that was on and it was all that jazz from the musical Chicago. <laughs> I went so red. <laughs> It was, you went so red and couldn't stop laughing. It was a real highlight for me, especially because you give me quite a lot of stick for being so into musicals. I was, that was oh, why it was so embarrassing is I'd really dished it out to you, given it large, like, oh, you're such a stagey kid. And then literally <laughs> plug mine and it's going, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Listen, we can all like lots of things. Yes, exactly, exactly. But you're not wrong. It, it is like a sort of tech rehearsal, a dress rehearsal. Um, and it's to get used to things like the crowd and the size, yeah. you know, the sort of imposing nature that an international tournament can bring. You'd sort of want to have a couple of goes for the full 90 yeah. minutes before, yeah. but before actually playing in the World Cup, wouldn't you? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. The jet so when you're bedding the- in a set for a telly show? Yes, I guess You want to so. do it a yes. few nights on the trot just to make sure it's in your bones. Yeah, and I think it, it's worth remembering that the World Cup crowds that they're getting in will be very different to what they're used to being around at their sort of club level. Mm. So the Matildas home fixture in Melbourne where they beat France 1-0, that was in this in this pre-tournament friendly, that was witnessed by a record-breaking crowd of 50,629 <gasps> people. So that's... That's massive. Do you know what I mean? That's that's yeah, huge. huge. And Mary Fowler's goal secured their victory there. I think it's important to mention as well because we've got experience of this. The, the Lionesses, uh, England, we've had a tournament on home turf, and mm-hmm. clearly we saw how how well that helped us in yeah. the Euros. Australia, how much difference will the home crowd make? I think the Aussies are a loud, a loud crowd to have. Yeah, in your, for sure. In your corner, um, I guess it is like. Do you feel a little bit more supported when you go back to Pompeii and do gigs there? Like, um, 
Yes, there is. It's probably, it's one of my biggest dates of the tour. Yeah. For sure. It would be, it would be a big show in like a proper theatre at yeah. home, which, which is lovely. It do, um, I have the added issue though that I have, that my family comes who don't really understand how comedy or theatre works. For example, I was on stage and my uncle Ricky was trying to get an order for a round in who wanted a drink. Oh, whilst no. I was on stage. Just like, no. does anyone want a pint? I'm going. It's loud enough for me to hear. <laughs> and I was like, do you know what? Do you want to stop doing that while I'm on stage? Oh, Uncle Ricky, come on. So, you know, hometown crowds can, they can do lots of things. Oh, they can do lots of things. You're doing a home, homecoming gig and you're doing your comedy and then you're heckled by your own uncle going, who wants my a round? pint? What, what are you having? What are you having? Oh, dear. Uh, do oh, you find dear. it, did you find you get a particularly warm welcome back into North? Yeah, like when I went back last time, um, my friend Buds was on the front row, but she, she'd been at Bottomless Brunch. Oh with no, don't, don't do Bottomless Brunch and then stand up. Let me say that now. Those yeah, two things yeah. are not bedfellows. She was like, she was great, but she was almost too great. Like she was yeah. absolutely, she went like full sort of supportive mum at a nativity. Sure. Like, and would sort of um, not only whoop the punchlines, but would sort of whoop the the setup. Do you know what uh. I mean? So just, I, I could have just come on stage and said anything and she'd be there going, what? Like that, all the way through. Um, which um, which is is very supportive and from a lovely place, but um, quite terrifying. Yeah, you're... but ultimately massively unhelpful whilst you're trying to get through a tour show. But anyway, I don't know if, if the Matildas will have a similar experience when uh, who when, knows when, when playing. Who knows? Well, of course, we also need to talk about <sighs> yes, England, Columbia, England, Columbia. We're going to be in Sydney tomorrow. Yeah, not me and you. Sadly, we're still oh. uh, in Brighton. Oh, I would love I if we were in Sydney tomorrow, mate. I'd oh, love it if we were in imagine? the game. Can you imagine? I'd love it. Oh. I'd love it. So England are playing Colombia. Uh, we we faced each other once before at a World Cup, Suze. Um, yeah. We won 2-1 in the group stages in 2015. So oh, but that's not really anything ago. to go off though, no, is it? The team would be, be totally a... different. It's worth noting that Kira Walsh is back. She played 120 yes. minutes in her return from injury. Uh, so Seemingly fine. There was no... Yeah, there wasn't... No hobbles. No, no hobbles. But as we gain back Kira Walsh... We do. It, it's very one in, one out, this squad, yeah, isn't it? Give with one hand, so, taketh with the other. Yes, exactly. So we, we've got Walsh back, but we've lost Lauren James. Uh, she's received a two match ban. Who do you think they'll use to replace that? Because Lauren plays up front on the left, doesn't she? Yeah, well, it poses a quite a big question for uh, uh, our Serena. Basically, she could go back to a back four with that third midfield slot up for grabs um, because, of course, Ella Toon is, is, is an option. She's mm-hmm. uh, a, a great midfield player and Laura Coombs as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ella Toon was somebody who was uh, always in the in the Euros games with, yes. with minutes, but, but has kind of taken a bit of a back seat this tournament, I guess, with the likes of Lauren James being so... Prolific. Yeah, having such a, a belter with that first game. So maybe we'll see the return of, of, of Toon. Lauren Hemp could go out to the wing, uh, Suze. Right, and then, okay. the other, and then that could then mean that uh, Chloe Kelly or Daly do her full back turn striker routine. Yes, so yes. It's, it's, it's basically, this is Serena Wiegmann's most difficult team to predict yet because... She's had to do that. She's had to do it once already in this tournament when Walsh 
did a knee in and we had to rejig mm-hmm. that. And of course yeah. it worked brilliantly as we saw in the China game. Now we're working with another rejig. Uh, it's it's a tricky one. I think the only thing we could take as a given is um, Mary Earps Mary Earps, Earps, Earps. <laughs> Oh, I have to mention, Susie got me a present, right? She oh, came yeah. around um, the other night because I'd left my cap at yours, hadn't I, when we came around to watch uh, yeah. the, the game against China. And um, you came around to drop me cap off and she bought me the official FIFA Women's World Cup official licensed sticker album the panini sticker album and it's got all of the teams i love that you're and, showing and this this is a podcast oh, you yes. know that don't you yes, it is a podcast yes i forget you're that. just Sorry. showing me and i've got my own one too oh yeah oh did you i, I was hoping you got one for yourself oh that's that's very exciting we could trade stickers that's what i other. thought right well you're gonna be really jealous because do you know who i got Herps <gasps> upside your head i got mary Herps. oh yeah i love her yeah. now we do you, do you remember we we did um, we had a great email saying which lioness do you think you'd be and you said yes. I'd be Mary Earps. I think I said you were Serena Vigman. I think we need to look at this again, Suze, because Mary Earps she did an interview this week which made me realise you and her are one and the same. Okay, go on. She was talking about how like hip mobility is really important as a goalkeeper, uh, and she basically has said she owes that flexibility to the dancing she did as a kid. And then the interviewer was like, well, what, what dancing did she do? And this was her answer. I did all of it, she says. Ballet, tap, modern and acrobatics as well. Yep. I used to practice the splits, handstands, headstands and flips. I can't do the splits anymore like, like I could when I was 10, but I can get pretty close. That helps me get into those uncomfortable positions. She's you. Yeah, if you get me drunk enough, I'll jump into the splits. Yeah, at your um, pride party, you started doing this tap dancing, and it like we had to move tables and chairs out the way. <laughs> so you had your did I tell li- you that when I went to pride, I did a drop down to the floor and ripped the bum of my trousers? No. Yeah, I had to come home and change my trousers. Can you imagine? What the what the, the pride just gone? Yeah, the yeah my pink trousers I'd worn. By the time you got round, I was wearing my green ones. Ripped oh, the you'd had a costume change out of it. Yeah. Oh, how embarrassing! Oh you, yeah, well, you and Mary Earps, I think, have more in common than you do. So she, so she was, she was that stage a kid. Ballet, tap, modern, and acrobatics. Blooming heck! I bet she was definitely that kid who. Um, did you ever used to take the cushions off the sofa yes. and do backflips? Yeah, yeah, off yeah, the sofa yeah, yeah. Onto the cushions. Yeah, yeah. loved it. In- incredible. We've both got our necks intact. <laughs> Listen, we're talking about what a great team we are and how we're feeling about ahead of Colombia, a little bit more comfortable. Uh, well, I'm certainly feeling a little bit more comfortable going into this one than I was Nigeria. I, th- I thought Nigeria were such a good team. But Don't Columbia, underestimate them. Sus- yeah, not to be underestimated. Let's not forget, they beat Germany and... Linda's lovely feet. We've got Linda yes, Caicedo, but alongside Linda is uh, the captain, Catalina Usme, who's a key player. She's she's uh, she's the one who knocked out your, uh, your your reggae girls. Yeah. So so it's a big one. It's not going to be a walk in the park, right? Maze, I think everyone can, you know, hear how excited we are. What we really need to do now is just wait 24 hours and find out what's happened. Also, very quickly, Suze, um, yes. obviously Spain beating the Netherlands does mean your second team is out. Yes, yes, but but Spain's got into the semis. Is that the first time? Yes, well done. Yeah, first first time they're in the semi-finals. So uh, it's a very very exciting time. Very very exciting. Very exciting. Right. Well, I think we've 
We've, we've chatted for longer than we meant to. But should we have one more email to sign yes, off the show? Let's, let's do that. Hi, Goosey and Pacey. Hi. Absolutely loving the podcast, girls. I cried at the first episode as you awakened the memory of being called a dyke for joining in when the boys were playing football, even before I knew I was queer. I'm 19, so this was only back in the early 2010s, but the last 18 months of women's football has drawn me back in and it feels incredibly healing to be watching openly queer players and hearing from an openly queer audience. As an Arsenal fan living in Brighton, I hope to see you guys at the games this season. Oh, seagulls! Seagulls! Um, so please get in touch with us. The email is bigkickpod at gmail.com. And we're also on Instagram now. We're on the gram. It's bigkickenergypod. Just a lovely email from Ellie. Thank you for yes, getting thanks, in touch, Ellie. Ellie. We appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And again, it just it just taps back to what you were saying earlier, Suze. You've got to have those people, haven't you? You've got yeah. to have those people being represented. You really do. Uh, right, Maisie, before we go, what's your prediction for England Columbia? Oh, you can't do that to me, Suze. Um, okay. Okay. Come on, let's be positive here. I always over-egg it, didn't I? I said we'll yeah, be three do. nil last time. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two nil. I'm gonna say two one to us. Two one to yeah, I think actually I think you might be but I'll say two nil so it's interesting. Okay, right. We'll be back on Monday. Everyone, go to bed, cross your fingers. Oh, I'm so invested. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh god. Uh, even just talking about it, I'm getting goosey. Right. Goosey and Pacey. We're off. We'll see you on Monday.